associated with it and ahead of it through the morning and the afternoon hours tomorrow. But behind it, gusty winds and drying out and turning cooler. Clouds slight chance tonight and scattered showers tomorrow with clouds. 60s in the morning goes to high to the middle and upper 70s. Cooler late in the afternoon tomorrow and colder tomorrow night. 40s to near 50. Sunny, breezy Friday, 60s. Sunshine, nice looking Saturday, 70. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Need business funding? Get up to $25,000 if you have an active business checking account, gross over $5,000 monthly. And if you own commercial real estate free and clear, borrow up to 70% LTV with credit scores of 551 and up, monthly sales of 17K, three months business bank statements, loan amounts up to 500K, all at quickfundingleasing.com. Call today, 888 888-972-7436. 888-972-7436. Welcome to the Food Show. I'm Patty Burnaman, sitting in one last day for Marianne Fitzmaurice, who's uh, on her way back from California right now from visiting her grandchildren. Much deserved vacation. And, you know, this is the Food Show. We've been on air for 33 years talking about nothing but food. And today I have as my guest Kelly Schultz, who is from New Orleans and Company. And you may have seen, as I have, all the advertisements for the fall food festival and we got Revion dinners we got so much to talk about coming up in the next two months with food that I asked her to come in and talk to me hi Kelly thanks so much for coming hi Patty thank you for having me so Thanksgiving is coming up and uh what what's on tap for New Orleans and well the fall food festival tell me about that first well there's a lot of good things happening with food in the city and overall for our tourism industry we're feeling pretty optimistic right now and certainly food is a huge part of why visitors come to New Orleans but the fall food celebration is something that we did knowing that many of the restaurants really took a hit from Hurricane Ida and from the Delta surge, those were things that we really were not expecting. So we wanted to do something to really encourage people to get out and support our local restaurants through this celebration. And there were over 230 restaurants that took part in the fall food celebration, and it's still going on. So it's, um, again, really designed just to support our our restaurant community, our food culture, and all of those people who make their living in the hospitality industry, particularly in our restaurants. So we got a lot happening right now. We do, you know, we, um, the fall food celebration is, is wrapping up, but you know, the, the spirit of the fall food celebration is really something that can continue through the end of the year, really into 2022. You know, what, what we were trying to do, Patty, is really just remind people about those special moments that you celebrate in restaurants. 
if you think about, you know, maybe someone is going to a restaurant in New Orleans to plan a wedding proposal. Isn't maybe, that cool? Maybe they're going to, you know, celebrate after someone graduates. Or maybe you're going to celebrate someone's life after a funeral. So mm-hmm. there are all these really beautiful, special life moments that we choose to celebrate in restaurants. And we really just wanted to tap into that. We know the past two years have been so tough on so many people, particularly our restaurants and all those who make their living um, around food and culture in New Orleans. So we really just invited people to to tap into those memories and make new memories. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't have to end this fall. We want that to continue throughout the rest of the year and into next year. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when you say graduation, um, one of my fondest memories, I I went to Holy Angels. It's a Mm -hmm. Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And we graduated from St. Louis Cathedral. And uh, my two sisters went there too and it was kind of a tradition in our family after graduation we went to breakfast at brennan's yeah and uh, it's you know every time i pass brennan's i think about it so those memories stay with you forever it's been a long time since i graduated from high school (laughs) exactly you know there but i have memories like that as well there's always that one restaurant or there's you know with with christmas eve coming up i mean i know that Mm -hmm. there are so many families in new orleans who um you know have christmas eve dinner at the same restaurant year after mm-hmm. year after year. And I think, you know, last year was, was a pretty tough year. I think this year will be a lot better when it comes to, you know, restaurants being open and availability mm-hmm. and it feeling a little bit more normal with the, the COVID numbers moving in the right direction. Right. And, and locals and visitors, I think, are a little bit more comfortable to, to get out and do that mm-hmm. in-person celebration where maybe they didn't feel quite like doing that last year. Do you find that maybe there are restaurants that usually aren't open Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving that are opening this year? Um, I think I think that there probably are. I mean, overall, you know, and again, they've had such a tough time. And I, I give so much credit to the restaurant community for, for hanging in there. And just no matter what challenge is thrown their way, mm-hmm. you know, we're pretty resilient in New Orleans. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you think about the pandemic and, and the surge, you know, just when we thought things were going to get better, we had this Delta surge. And then we had Hurricane Ida, and then there are staffing challenges. I mean, it seems like it's one challenge after another. Mm-hmm. But these restaurants are so committed to the city and our locals and our visitors and that amazing experience. They, they keep coming back no matter what. And they're offering, you know, extended hours, new things. It's, it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And reservations, a lot of places are taking reservations that never used to. Exactly. I know I read about that with uh, Galatoire's, I believe. Yeah, you can get reservations on Friday now. Looking at reservations on Friday, which I know that is, you know, some people from out of town may think, what's the big deal? But that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, I think the restaurants have really just done what they need to do to to be creative and to try and find a way to to stay in business and do so safely and, and make it attractive for their guests when they're dealing with, you know, rising food prices and maybe some staffing challenges and Mm -hmm. and you know now we've got these supply chain issues and it's just it seems like it's one thing after another but Mm -hmm. they they never give up they never give in and they keep doing what they love to do which is you know create those experiences so that in you know five or ten or twenty years someone's going to remember that meal Mm -hmm. they're going to remember why they were there and what they celebrated. And, you know, what I love about New Orleans is that if you go back to that same restaurant 10 years later, you're maybe going to have the same person working there. And they're going to remember your name and they're going to remember your cocktail. And you cannot 
duplicate that in any other city. You really can't. Yeah. Are we seeing? Are you seeing a lot of tourists coming back? We are. You know, it's it's been a tough year, and we're still kind of in in a recovery. But you know, with things like holidays New Orleans style and mm-hmm. the Bayou Classic coming up, and uh, we just had Nola by Nola music celebration, and you know, we are starting to see people come back. It, it's not at the numbers that we would like, well, sure. but you know, they are feeling comfortable coming back into the city. The fact that our mask mandate was lifted is, is a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. It shows that those numbers are in a good place where people feel comfortable getting out. Right. Um, and, you know, we are we had a 10,000-person convention here this past week, the American Academy of Ophthalmology. So that is a, a big sort of return to normalcy. Mm-hmm. And having 10,000 people here, they're here to do business at the convention center, but one of the things they most look forward to about New Orleans is the food. It's the food, And, yeah. and they plan out, where am I going to eat? And what am mm-hmm. I going to do? And then they, you know, these big convention groups that are coming back, thank goodness, they uh, rent out rooms at restaurants and have private dinners and networking receptions. And so from a business standpoint, it's really good to have these conventions in town because they do a lot of business with the restaurants that maybe an, a leisure traveler wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, so our famous iconic restaurants—they've—they've they've managed to get through by being very creative, mm-hmm. and um, so are are we almost a hundred percent back with our big famous restaurants? Or yeah, you know, I was just looking at uh, Two Jacks is celebrating a big uh, anniversary. I was talking to the folks from Arno's the other day about some of the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, speaking of being creative, we. Uh, Commander's Palace, you know, they're coming back strong. But what I loved about them during the the height of the pandemic is that they did these wine and cheese parties over Zoom. And this was at a time when people couldn't actually get to the restaurant as easily. And uh, so they got so creative and they did these Wednesday night wine and cheese parties over Zoom. And they would invite their best diners and their best customers to join in. Of course, it wasn't as good as being right. at Commanders, but it was, a, you know, the the experience of how fun they made this online um, party. And you would actually get wine and cheese shipped to your home mm-hmm. <laughs> to enjoy during this this uh, Zoom party with T and Lolly and all these wonderful folks from Commander's Palace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those types of things were wonderful and so innovative, but it's not like the real thing. No, it's not. So I think we're finally getting to a point where the restaurants are starting to to feel good, um, even though, you know, it's been a long road. But mm-hmm. there, there's definitely some light at the end of the tunnel. Well, it's nice to, to see those kind of things happening because after you do that wine and cheese party, you're like, you can't wait to get back. Exactly. You know, and, and, that's, and I think everybody in New Orleans, I've noticed this weekend, seeing a lot more people out, and it's like, you know, you just can't wait to get out. We got to take a quick break, a really quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to WGSO, the food show. Patty Barnum sitting in for Marion Fitzmaurice. If you got some questions about restaurants or food, give us a call 504 556 9696. 504 556 9696. And if you've been out somewhere recently and want to tell us about it, give us a call. 
you and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years. You make me feel so young. The melodious voice of Tom Fitzmaurice bringing us back from a break. Tom um, loved food. We all know he started the food show 33 years ago. And I know he would want to know, what's your favorite restaurant? You can't. You can, Never mind. You can't say your favorite. What's your top five well, favorite restaurant? You know, I'm not supposed to have favorites. Right. New Orleans and Company represents um, <laughs> so many wonderful restaurants. But I, I will say one of the things that I most enjoy is a, a classic, and that is the barbecue shrimp at Mr. B's. Oh, isn't that awesome? It's so amazing. <laughs> and, you know, one of the reasons I love that place when there are so many phenomenal places in New Orleans is that that place is very special to my family. We've had huge um, birthday you know, celebrations there. Mm -hmm. And and we've had, you know, different really, um, we were going to have another one, but Hurricane Ida (laughs) put a stop to that one. But, you know, it's just, but so of course it's the food and the people and, and why I love going there, but it's also those memories, like Mm -hmm. you talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, remembering your breakfast at Brennan's, you know, in high school and, Mm -hmm. and Mr. B's for, for our family just brings back really good memories. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's so many places and there's so many, um, you know, uh, the Four Seasons has um, two amazing restaurants now. Really? One, one is called Miss River, which is in the lobby of the new Four Seasons Hotel. I've had a mm-hmm. chance to dine there. It's phenomenal. Um, they're going to be opening another restaurant by Donald Link uh, at their hotel on uh, Thanksgiving Day. It actually oh, cool. opens. and that'll So it's really, you've got an Alain Shia restaurant and you've got a uh, Donald Link restaurant in this gorgeous new um, hotel in the city. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's so many, I've, I've been trying to get to as many places as I can. Yeah. And even, you know, representing the city's tourism industry, it's hard because there's mm-hmm. so many places and so many amazing experiences. Do you get a lot of feedback back from people who visit here and like go to the restaurants? Do you get feedback from them talking about how, what a good time they oh, had? Oh, yes. I mean, the one of the biggest reasons why people continuously come to visit New Orleans is the food. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, when you're at breakfast, you talk about where you're going to have lunch. And, and when you're at lunch, you talk about where you're going to have dinner. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, anytime we we have guests from out of town, you know, one of the first questions we'll ask them is where you've been eating? You yeah. know, how's it going? Mm-hmm. What you've been doing? Where are you eating? And, uh, and that's part of what we do. You know, we're so blessed at New Orleans and Company to be able to showcase this culture. And, and we work with travel journalists and and um, influencers and travel agents and meeting planners and all of these people out there in the world who can influence lots of other people Mm -hmm. to come and visit and experience our food. Mm -hmm. And so we work with them to kind of tell the story of of our food culture and and why it's so amazing and what's new and and really get those visitors to, to come in and experience it. 
Are there is there any other place that you know of where the food is like as important as it is here in New Orleans? I I really don't think so. I mean, you know, some cities have good food, but it's not authentic to them. Mm-hmm. No one has invented all of these foods like we have in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the difference, you know, and and just as much as the food in the restaurants, it's the people who prepare and serve that food. Right. There are so many phenomenal men and women who are in these restaurants who take care of the guests and that's also what they remember. Mm-hmm. You know, they will remember that they came to eat somewhere and then they came back five years later and that same server was still there. Mm-hmm. They remembered their order. They remembered them. That, Patty, you can never duplicate. No. I guarantee you that does not happen in other cities. And that's how it is in New Orleans. And it's just, it's not an act. It's not manufactured. That's who we are. That's who we are. It's right. just genuine and heartfelt. And that's mm-hmm. why people remember it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes a big difference. And, and like you said, we invented some of these mm-hmm. things here. My daughter uh, recently, and I'm told this story if you've heard it, before, but Kelly hadn't heard it, so I'm retelling it again. <laughs> um, my daughter recently took a job in Denver, Colorado. And, you know, wherever you travel, you always see these New Orleans-style, in air quotes, restaurants. And uh, there's there's one that she wanted to try out just because she heard about it and people said, and sh- the fried seafood was really good. You really can't do much to fried seafood. But she ordered bar- barbecue shrimp, and they came to her in barbecue sauce. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and she was like... <laughs> No, 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 no. Wait, come back. Yeah. No, this is not barbecue yeah. shrimp. I'm sorry. But you need to take this off your menu. You know? Oh, my gosh. And, and that's the first thing I thought of when you said how we invented stuff. Because we invented barbecued shrimp, but they're yes. they're not really barbecued. Yeah, but exactly. I, I don't know why they even call that. But yeah. when you get barbecued shrimp here, you know what you're getting. And you're getting a big loaf of French bread to dip the sauce oh, in. The dipping the bread in the sauce is mm-hmm. just the best thing. I love that, too, with char-grilled oysters. When you dip yes. the bread in mm-hmm. the sauce, so- I'm like, I don't even know what's in this sauce, but, but it is so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. eating it. So. We had a guy uh, call us last Monday from Plano, Texas, who said that he's he's from New Orleans. He's in Plano. And he's serving barbecued shrimp for Thanksgiving. The real barbecue shrimp. The real shrimp. barbecue okay. shrimp. Yeah, the okay. uh, emerald recipe. The authentic, I think yeah. emerald changed it from, I think, I, I, don't, I can't remember. I think Pascal Manali's may have invented yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But emerald added Worcestershire sauce, which oh, changed okay. it. And I think that's the same recipe that um, Mr. B's used. I'm right there with you. Mr. B's has got the best. But that's what he's cooking, Mr. B's barbecue shrimp. And um, Marianne told me. Marianne likes to cater parties, Mm -hmm. and she said she was in California a couple of years ago visiting her son, and she went out of her way to fix this barbecued shrimp for a party that they were having, and nobody touched it because nobody wanted to peel, get their hands dirty. And yeah. it's like, hey, here in New Orleans, they put a bib on you and you're, you know, there's no shame. Have at it. That's right. <laughs> you know? I've, I've been, I was with some clients once and the person um, was trying to eat the barbecue shrimp with a knife and a fork. Oh, how nice. And I was like, well, that's nice, but you can also just like rip it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sitting there with the bib yep, and my hands right. are filthy yeah. dirty. And, but it's so good, you know. Oh, it is. And that's that's what I love, too. I mean, I have a lot of family all over the country, and they always, they do that, too. They make mm-hmm. New Orleans food part of their holiday traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I love to ship king cakes to people. They yep. the king cakes are just certainly around Mardi Gras, but other times of the year too. If yeah. I send someone a king cake, it's like the greatest treat that they could imagine and mm-hmm. just brightens their day, you know. And so, um, yeah, there's just nothing like New Orleans food and culture. And uh, it's it's been really important for us over the past two years to make sure we're doing everything we can to mm-hmm. get people to those restaurants mm-hmm. um, in every neighborhood. Because it's just, if these New Orleans restaurants were to go away, they can't be replaced. Right. You know, we're not going to put a, a chain restaurant in the place of a historic New Orleans icon that's been there for hundreds of years. Right. And so that's why we've worked so hard um, to do everything we can as a marketing organization to Mm -hmm. to get business and and things like the fall food celebration and um, holidays New Orleans style, which is coming up. And food is a big component of that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we focused on at at New Orleans and Company. And and we've heard so many um, great stories of people in the restaurant business getting innovative and, mm-hmm. and doing everything they can to be creative and do their business differently or market differently. And then we've heard some heartbreaking stories of, you know, restaurateurs who have drained their life savings or um, had to make really hard calls to let people go on their staff that they think of as family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a really challenging time. So it is nice that we kind of now feel like we're starting to turn a corner. Yeah. And hopefully 2022 will be a much better year uh, for our cultural economy than it has been these past two years. Do do a lot of people travel over the holidays? Do we have a pretty good? They do. You know, we, um, something like Holidays New Orleans style, we market especially to a regional audience. So if you're mm-hmm. in, um, you know, Houston or, or Jackson, Mississippi or Mobile, Alabama, um, even, you know, as far north as Memphis, we do a lot of regional advertising to ask people to come mm-hmm. in for things like the Revion dinners, which is part of Holidays New Orleans style, the concerts, the shopping. Um, one of the things folks are talking about now is, is holiday shopping and all of these issues with the supply chain and getting your gifts on time. Well, we're like, come to New Orleans and shop in our small businesses. Right. That's not going to be a problem. Because we have so many. We have so many and walk up and down Magazine Street, you know, and, and then New Year's Eve is always a big deal here. Then we've got the Sugar Bowl. So um, so it is a beautiful time of year. We, um, you know, are doing the Holidays New Orleans style promotion to get people here to enjoy lots of things. But a big part of it is those Revion dinners where mm-hmm. you can get special um, meals at n- many New Orleans restaurants and uh, just enjoy that that experience. Yeah, it, it's and it's not freezing cold. <laughs> it's not. I know it's not freezing cold. And, and we talk about that, you know, with the outdoor dining, especially mm-hmm. so many restaurants have part of being innovative and creative during COVID was to to turn their parking lot into a dining room. Into a dining room. Or the parking in front. I've noticed Mm -hmm. a lot of places, and um, I wondered, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, how do they do that? You know, do they just keep paying the meters? But but I read an article about how that's something the city made available to them. Mm -hmm. They gave them a permit, and they could put tables outside. Yeah, and, you know, so in a lot of cities, at this point in the year, you'd be saying, well, no more outdoor dining, right? Right. Because they would be too cold, but... You know, here we've got beautiful 70 degree weather in, mm-hmm. in November, December and January in most cases. So I think that outdoor dining, even though it was started kind of by necessity in, in the pandemic, I think that's going to continue. And yeah, I think so, too. I think people love it and enjoy it. And uh, and it's something that, you know, visitors 
you're coming in from Chicago or somewhere where there's snow and ice yeah. and then you get to come here and sit outside and, you know, have your cocktail and, and sit outside in a beautiful New Orleans day, mm-hmm. uh, you can't. You can't duplicate that. You can always spot those people because we're in sweaters and turtlenecks and they're in short sleeve shirts. You know, and you go, yeah, y'all, you must be from up north. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're freezing. But yeah. I think it's like <laughs> but They're top. like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> so know. Thanksgiving, we, we do have a lot of restaurants that are going to be open Thanksgiving. Huh? We do, yeah. And a lot of, I think a lot of them are actually, um, you know, pretty full at this point if you try and make a reservation um, a lot of the restaurants are open just kind of for a lunch um, time right. frame from you know like 11 to 2 or 3 or something mm-hmm. like that but um, a lot of restaurants are open this year I think a lot of people for, for both Thanksgiving and also for um, for Christmas Eve and, and Christmas Day mm-hmm. for those that are open a lot of people are going to be ready to get back out there and, and um, maybe they missed that tradition last year and they've just really looked forward to to getting back and and that's one of the things that we promote on our website or where can you get a reservation or where can you mm-hmm go to um, for those who are traveling in on Thanksgiving Day. We also have tons of people in town for the Bayou Classic over Thanksgiving weekend. Mm -hmm. So um, it's popular, you know, throughout that entire weekend Mm -hmm. um, to get people into the restaurants. Yeah. You know, there's always something going on here, Mm -hmm. even in the summer. I love the um, promotion, the the specials in August, the restaurant culinary. I love that. I look forward to it every year. Thank it's a you. lot of fun. Yeah, culinary is now almost in its twentieth year. If you can believe, I that. can't believe that. I thought it just happened. I know, and it's <laughs> and and we've done it at other times of the year, other than mm-hmm. the summer, and that's where you get the three course meals and or two course meals at a fixed price. And mm-hmm. um, the restaurants are great partners with us on that. So that's terrific. Well, we're going to have to take a break at the bottom of the hour for the two thirty news. I'm here talking with Kelly Schultz from New Orleans and Company. And we're talking about all the food that's available next week and coming into the holidays. I want to go, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Revion dinners. You know, I'm a, I'm a local. I've heard of Revion dinners all my life, but I don't really know the story. I've participated in some of them, but I don't know the story behind them. So I think that would be fun to hear. So we're going to take a break. WGSO990.com. Give us a call. 556-9696. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Dave Brennan. A now 75-year-old Louisiana man who has spent about 58 years of his life in prison for the shooting death of an East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's deputy when he was 17 was granted parole today by the Louisiana Parole Board. Carrie Myers, Deputy Director of the Louisiana Parole Project, says the release of Henry Montgomery follows a 2012 Supreme Court ruling that mandatory life sentencing without parole for juveniles was cruel and unusual punishment since the brain isn't fully developed until you're 26 or 27. He says Montgomery's case opened the door for many other such cases involving juveniles to be reviewed. It created the opportunity for uh, more than 3,000 people who committed offenses when they were children to be given a second look, not an automatic release. Police in Abbeville have arrested a teen in connection with the shooting of another teen as he was getting off a school bus Tuesday afternoon. Police are not releasing any other information at this time on the arrest. The shooting victim reportedly spent hours in surgeries as a result of the shooting that happened near Schlesinger and Maud Streets. LRN. 
DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LA Sports when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LA Sports to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 877 770 STOP 7867 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they have come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for FunkyUncle.Live. FunkyUncle.Live is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.FunkyUncle.Live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on November 17th, it's Kermit Ruffins and the Barbecue Swingers. For more information on how you can support live from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live and follow us on social media. I get misty just holding your hand. And we're back. This is Patty Burnerman. I'm sitting in for Marianne Fitzmaurice, who's going to be back tomorrow. I know y'all are all glad to hear that. Marianne will be back tomorrow. She's on her way back from California, and she's dined at quite a few fancy places in Los Angeles while she was there, so I'm sure we're going to hear reviews on her dining out. But I'm here with Kelly Schultz from New Orleans and Company, and we're talking about dining out in New Orleans, and there's so much going on. You know, a lot of places are open for Thanksgiving, and if you don't have reservations yet, it might be too late, but it's a good idea to call... and. Also, don't just check the website. I am a victim of checking the website and going to a restaurant and finding out that it was closed because the restaurant said it, the website said it was open. With short staffing and with everything else that's going on, a lot of restaurants have changed their hours. So if you are planning to get out, be sure and call the restaurant first. Make a reservation and go get out, get out and do things. People are back out eating again, which is so much fun. And I want to talk about the Revion dinners because I am a local. I know the Revion. I know Revion dinners. I know what they are, but I don't know how they came about. Yeah. So Revion dinners are, are a big, a big part of holidays New Orleans style, which is an entire celebration throughout the month of December, where we've got concerts and caroling, and we encourage folks, locals and visitors, to to get out and do their shopping and enjoy the hotel specials. But the Revion dinners, um, in in French, the word Revion means awakening, 
And the Creole people, all the way back to the 1800s, would have these Revion dinners late into the night on Christmas Eve, early into Christmas morning. And it was primarily these, you know, feasts that were done in their homes mm-hmm. as a way, <clears throat> you know, two, two o'clock in the morning, you're eating a huge meal, you know, and, and of gumbo and desserts and all types of things. And then the tradition continued in people's homes, but then it began to become popular in restaurants. And we Mm -hmm. still carry on that tradition today of the Revion, the awakening dinner, but it happens at restaurants all over the city. You don't have to wait till two in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We have restaurants in normal operating hours. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so it's, it's dozens of restaurants all over the city, a lot in the French Quarter, but not exclusive to the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the restaurants, again, have gotten creative and, and they'll have a Revion menu and they may, you know, add some twist to that. And, and uh, but yeah, the Revion dinners, the uh, caroling events, the, the holiday shopping, I think this season of holidays New Orleans style will be much bigger and much better than last year just because mm-hmm. the situation with COVID is, is in a much better place thank goodness yeah. and I think people are feeling more comfortable getting out um, and, and doing those types of things with, with other people mm-hmm. so Revion dinners are, are one of the, the biggest parts of it. Is it, is it Is it like culinary in that it's a set menu with like a two or three courses for one price? Th- Is that know, the each, way it works? Each restaurant has can kind of work at their own discretion, but mm-hmm. they, they will sometimes have set menus, and then they'll also um, just have, you know, different specials on things. Mm-hmm. And so typically it is kind of a, a prefix menu, like our culinary promotion mm-hmm. that we do during the summer and other times of the year. Um, you know, we've had hundreds of restaurants participate in, in culinary and in the Revion dinners. And, and it, it gives us something to market and it makes it easy for the restaurants and mm-hmm. it carries on, you know, this wonderful uh, Revion tradition going back to the 1800s. Isn't that amazing that a, a dining tradition has gone back to the 1800s? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, it's an opportunity for you if listening out there to get dressed up and go and be fancy. And, and, you know, it's fun to do that kind of stuff every once in a while. Yeah. You know, and that's what, and, and it, I think people have, you know, it, it, people have been in such a funk, you know, over the past two years and, and, and look, our job is to market to visitors, but everything on neworleans.com, everything we do is also an amazing experience for locals as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about, like you said, like how fun is it to have that special occasion and maybe you plan for it for months, you know, and, and save up and and Mm -hmm. pick out your perfect outfit and and have that, whether it's a a family dinner on Thanksgiving day or um, one of the, the Revion dinners, maybe you can plan something for the holiday. Everything that we're doing for visitors is also very much um, loved by the locals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget that we have some of the most amazing restaurants in the world, you know, five minutes away from where we're sitting right right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And locals sometimes, you know, um, forget that or don't want to take advantage of that. And Mm -hmm. so um, the Holidays New Orleans style is a great reminder of all that we have to do in this city. And we have You'll have the their, the carolers in the French Quarter and everything again this they'll year. They'll have the caroling. They'll have um, holiday shopping. The many of the hotels have what they call Papa Noel hotel rates mm-hmm. um, as special deals in the hotels. So if you wanted to do a you know a staycation, uh, that's an option too, and maybe take advantage of a, a lower rate at one of mm-hmm. the hotels, and then 
go out and, and have one of the Revion dinners and maybe do some shopping on Magazine Street or any of the, you know, beautiful um, shopping areas in New Orleans. So it's uh, it's really about getting people back out, doing so safely, mm-hmm. but getting back to those those traditions and, and good times. Are they still requiring back proof of vaccination in the restaurants? The city is doing that, yes. Okay. And I think it's going to continue at least through Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, policy is, you know, for Orleans Parish, showing proof of vaccine mm-hmm. or uh, showing a negative COVID test that's been taken within 72 hours. Mm-hmm. So um, that policy is still happening. And um, and that's no big deal. And, you know, I don't think it is either. No. Um, we've had some visitors that have not really been happy about that, but we've done mm-hmm. our best to communicate here's what's in place in the mm-hmm. city. And we, we've done that throughout the pandemic, whether right. it was, you know, a vaccine card or um, reduced occupancy in the restaurants or whatever the, the guidelines were in place. It was our job to just communicate that mm-hmm. and to let the visitors know if you're coming, be prepared for the following. Right. We still want you to come and do so safely and and enjoy yourself and enjoy our culture. But but please follow the guidelines. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's something that's not unique to New Orleans. A lot of cities no. have have taken that kind of approach too. And and you know, for for a dinner like at Brennan's or Ralph's on the Park or mm-hmm. Clancy's or any of our famous restaurants, uh, you know, you you might have to wait a little longer and you know, we went to uh, the Blue Crab a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, one of my favorite places out on the lake. And we had to wait about 45 minutes for a table. And the dining room was half empty. But the reason why is because they didn't have enough servers to serve a full dining room. Yeah. So you just, you know, you have to you have to go with the flow. And that's what New Orleans is all about. Yeah. Let's face it. We're all about going with the flow. Exactly. I mean, you can just look at what we've been through in the last three years and we're still here talking about dinner, about where we're going to go for dinner, you know, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know. I mean, and that's what we say. Like, New Orleanians are pretty resilient. I think especially when you're talking about our restaurants and our chefs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Emerald just came back. And how great is it to have his restaurant back open in the in the warehouse district? And, mm-hmm. you know, many times you go in there and he's in the kitchen cooking Yeah. Um, right now in New Orleans. And that's not something that... That happens all over the country. So it's uh, it's it's nice to see that and to feel kind of an energy. And then new places like St. John and things mm-hmm. that are opening up. Um, the beautiful new properties at the uh, restaurants at the Four Seasons Hotel. There's a lot of good things going on. Can you just go in and look around at the Four Se- Seasons mm-hmm. right now? Yeah, yeah. When you, when you first walk in, there is a gorgeous... Uh, bar called the chandelier bar it's one mm-hmm. of the first things you see when you walk in and it's just it's really quite stunning there's a huge um chandelier as sort of the centerpiece and uh yeah i had a chance to visit it recently and it's absolutely beautiful and you know donald link's restaurant there uh is up on the i think the fifth floor and so when you're dining there you actually have a view of the river oh, nice. and you know it's kind of weird to think about new orleans has you know we're on the riverfront but mm-hmm there's not always easy access to no, the riverfront. And so mm-hmm. this will be a nice um, one of many ways that you can can enjoy the river and, and uh, have a really great meal at the Four Seasons. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but, you know, we all grew up here at the top of the mart. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any plans for that to open up again? I think that something like that is in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to share any details, no, but I think, that's, I think that's... Um, I think that they are planning to take advantage of the spectacular mm-hmm. 
um, view from mm-hmm. you know the top of the 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 World Trade Building mm-hmm. here in New Orleans because it is such an amazing view. So, but but for now, just you know, just seeing the river from the fifth floor. Oh yeah, it's, and it's having amazing. this beautiful dining room. Um, you know, and and we were saying, wow, how great would it be to watch the fireworks here? You oh know, yeah, for for New Year's Eve. So um, yeah, so I think that's coming. So that you think the fireworks are happening again? I, New Year's I Eve? think so too. Yeah, I mean, last year there were there were celebrations in New Orleans for New Year's Eve. Right but there, it was mostly a televised event. Yeah, it, it wasn't really large crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, where we are now is a much better situation. Um, and I think that you know, with Sugar Bowl happening. Many of the people are here for New Year's Eve and Sugar Bowl. All of those festivities blend together. So I think um, rather than it just being kind of like a closed televised event like Mm -hmm. last year, I think this year it'll be the more traditional of people going out and eating and and watching the fireworks in person. And So if you want to go out New Year's Eve, you probably need to make your reservation now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to believe Thanksgiving is next week. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of restaurants are sold out already for their Christmas Eve dinners. Really? Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, not too early to be thinking about New Year's as well. Gosh, yeah, I was talking to somebody yesterday. We were looking at a calendar, and she was like, okay, five weeks from now is Christmas week. And I'm like, wait, five weeks is Christmas week? <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. I don't know where the year has gone. Where did it go? But I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this year can't get, can't end fast enough. But just the thought of being able to go to our famous restaurants or mm-hmm. or even our neighborhood restaurants. And, you know, that's the best gift you can give to a restaurant tour is to go mm-hmm. and have dinner there and, mm-hmm. and or lunch or breakfast and just go and give them the business. And, you know, we were able to do that. I think our locals stepped up during the pandemic and we just need to keep it up. Well, keep it up. And if you're looking for gift ideas for someone... Most of these restaurants have gift cards. Oh, that's so true. So if you want to, you know, you don't have to worry about supply chain issues for mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to one of these restaurants and certainly we want you to eat there. But, you know, if you're looking for gifts, buy gift cards. And that will also help the restaurants out so much. And it'll, you know, hopefully get another customer that's hooked, a great on, idea. hooked on that experience. Yeah, you can share your favorite restaurant with mm-hmm. your family. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll be back. You're listening to WGSO 990 AM. Give us a call. If you got got a restaurant review or if there's a place that you like to go to on Thanksgiving or Christmas or a Revion dinner that you like like better than any others, give us a call because everybody's planning on what they're doing for the holidays. Number's 504-556-9696. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville. 985-845-9940. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, 
Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Ah, there we go, Tom Fitzmaurice, uh, bringing us back in for our last segment. And, uh... We'll be dancing a lot these holidays, I can tell. I'm, I'm excited about it. So I want to, with Kelly Schultz from New Orleans and & Company, and you know, New Orleans & Company is not just a site for visitors. There's a lot of information on that that we as locals want to dine out, can find out. Tell us what's on there, Kelly. Yeah, so, you know, neworleans.com is our website. And uh, as you said, there's one of the first things you see is things to do. And then the next thing is eat and drink. So, um, for example, right now, um, there's a list of restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving Day. And it has their hours. And and, uh, many of those are already sold out. But it's got a good list of restaurants by neighborhood for uh, Thanksgiving lunch options. Um, We also have the Holidays New Orleans style information. So, all of the Revion dinners and the, the caroling and the holiday home tours and all of those things um, that are going to be happening, you can get that information on neworleans.com as well. Um, a calendar of events, you know, we're going to be hard to believe we're going to be getting ready for carnival season soon <laughs> and I'll be eating our king cake and right. <laughs> all of that. So yeah, neworleans.com is, is, is built for visitors, but it's a wonderful resource for locals and, and to get out there and, and enjoy everything in the city. Well, I think, uh, I think one of y'all's um, promotions a couple of years ago was be a tourist in your own town. And I, you know, I think that just hits the nail on the head, especially this year. Because uh, we all know that we may not get as many tourists as we used to, but we all love living here and we all love eating at these fabulous restaurants. So we can be tourists and and we can go and have dinner at Commander's or Arno's or your neighborhood restaurant. The neighborhood restaurants are opening back up again and there's so many of them that have opened since the pandemic. I mean... Gosh, that, you know, that's that takes courage. It takes courage. And if you think about all the challenges that have come up against these these restaurants and I mean, you know, with Hurricane Ida and and the, that, you know, sort of unexpected, um, you know, damage or closures. And, and of course, we mm-hmm. didn't have it bad as some of our other friends and other parts right. of the state, of course. But, you know, it's just it's that point that the restaurants have been so resilient and so creative and so committed to their craft and to the city, um, you know, nothing it really stops them. And I mm-hmm. think that's very inspiring. And it it always feels good to be able to go and, and sit and enjoy um, a great meal. And and to just remember that we're so fortunate to live here. You know, we, we are. We promote the city um, all over the world, and we are fortunate enough to get to experience this culture every day. And, mm-hmm. and many visitors, you know plan for years to come here for a couple days yeah and so that's we're true. very fortunate and and with things like thanksgiving and the revion dinners we we need to take advantage of that mm-hmm. so go to the website and look and plan your revion dinner okay now personal personal question what are you doing for thanksgiving <laughs> well thanksgiving um i grew up in saint bernard so we always go to um my parents house and have a big meal there so you know there's usually a fried turkey and then a couple different options there's usually like five turkeys 
<laughs> so we'll get to do that. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, just we'll we'll have gumbo and oyster dressing and um, lots of just, you know, traditional um, uh, New Orleans foods. What's so. your favorite? Uh, you know, I love the. I always love gumbo, and mm-hmm. uh, including on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always uh, just you know, the mashed just things that are just decadent. You know, like the mashed potatoes and the mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese and the stuffed bell peppers and all that stuff. Oh, it sounds uh, delicious. You know, really good. Lots and lots and lots of food. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to. You have to bring your containers with you when you go, so you can take some home. Exactly. And you have a new family member that's going to be experiencing this for the first time. I do. I've actually adopted a little girl who's a young teenager, and uh, she is new to the city. And so she is experiencing New Orleans culture and food Mm -hmm. for the first time. Is she loving it? She is loving it. And she's just, you know, New Orleans is... I grew up here, and she's only been here for a short time. And so um, watching her learn about New Orleans culture mm-hmm. and, and go out to eat and, you know, and say, what's that? And, you know, yeah. things <laughs> on the menu that she's maybe never even heard of. But mm-hmm. it's been really wonderful to to get to see New Orleans through her eyes as a kid. It is, and it helps you appreciate things that maybe we take for granted. Exactly. You know, exactly. She's like, what's that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, why are they doing that? Or what, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you say that word? You know, it's mm-hmm. been, it's been completely new for her. She's never been here before. And now she mm-hmm. lives here. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, very honored to be her mom. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> God bless you. you. Well, we have just a few minutes left. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you what's your favorite recipe for Thanksgiving? What's your favorite dessert or your favorite recipe? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, when I think of Thanksgiving, I always think of pies. You know, we Mm -hmm. always have, there's always a pumpkin pie and a chocolate pie and, and, uh, you know, pecan pie and everything else. So, um, I'm not a very good cook. I have to admit, (laughs) I'm like the rare Louisiana woman who does not cook very well, (laughs) but I make up for that by, uh, going out to eat mm-hmm. and, and letting the amazing chefs uh, take care of that yeah. for me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put you in here on the... We had Peyton Malone, from uh, the weatherman from Channel 4, mm-hmm. was in with me uh, Monday. And we had the great pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie debate. Oh, I would say sweet potato pie. Yeah. That's my preference. Me too. I'm not yeah. crazy about pumpkin. Yeah. Peyton thinks you can't tell the difference. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference, too. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. not just in the color. Yeah, you know? <laughs> sweet potato pie for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good. Well, we got another vote for sweet potato pie. All right, we're going to wrap up here. We've just got about five minutes left, about six minutes left. So we're going to wrap up. We're going to, again, New Orleans and Company. New Orleans and A&D? Or yeah, it's, is the, it? it's the ampersand. Ampersand and, so we're and the, Company. We're the official sales and marketing Um Destination Sales and Marketing Organization for the city. Mm-hmm. But again, our website is neworleans.com, and it's a wonderful resource for all of us who, who live here as well. And if you haven't made your plans yet for Thanksgiving, you can go to New Orleans and Company, and you can find a list of the restaurants that are open for Thanksgiving. And, you know, even if they're sold out, depending on how many people you have, I bet, you know, some of the your favorite restaurants will still find room for you. And most of them have special Thanksgiving menus. And then the Revion dinners start December 1st? Yeah, Holidays New Orleans style starts December 1st and goes through the month of December. So um, we're going to be uh, doing a, a 
press event tomorrow where we announce some of those things. But uh, all the information is on our website now, and mm-hmm. uh, that's you know will be at December first here pretty soon. So, really? but you can definitely make your reservations now for those Revion dinners that take place throughout the month of December. And you have a list of the restaurants that are participating. We do, yes, and you can even look at sample menus on our really? website. You can look at the pricing and all of the restaurants by neighborhood that are offering Revion. Oh, that's awesome! Because yeah. if you don't want to come down to the French Quarter. Because the parking or busted yeah, up streets got, or whatever. You know, there's there's lots of um, Revion options in the French Quarter, but also outside mm-hmm. of the French Quarter. So it really just depends on kind of what you're in the mood for and, and what neighborhood you're in or what neighborhood you'd like to experience. But there are lots and lots of Revion dinners uh, that will be going on throughout the month. That's awesome. Caroling in uh, Jackson Square is coming back. We're going to have the caroling. Um, we'll have some concerts that will be happening at different places around the city. And, uh, of course, the Papa Noel Hotel Rates, uh, which is a great opportunity for people to do a staycation. And uh, those Revion dinners as well. All of that is part of okay, the Holidays New Orleans-style promotion, which will kick off December 1st and go through the 31st. Okay, we have a caller who has a question that he wants to ask us. So, hey, you're on the line with... You're on the line with Patty and Kelly. What you got? What's your question? I have a dilemma that... Uh Uh-oh. When I go out to eat in restaurants, in particular New Orleans... Oftentimes, the menu is very slim and uh, even non-existent when it comes to vegan-oriented meals. Now, I'm not talking like strictly vegan, but uh, meals that are like non-meat, non-fat, things that are healthy meals. And I was wondering if uh, you get asked out with, uh, with another couple or a bunch of people, and they go to a restaurant that primarily serves fillet, um, min, uh, min, uh, what are, <laughs> fillet and roast beef, and what well, and shrimp. Also, I have a, a cholesterol issue, so I can't have shellfish like shrimp and crabs and um, crawfish and stuff like that. So, but how do you do that? Can you call if this restaurant is a mid-level, maybe between mid and high-level restaurant? Can you call that? restaurant in advance and see if they will prepare a plate for you that can accommodate your needs. I, I would think so. I would think any um, restaurant now that's open would be happy to accommodate your needs because they would love having you in there as a guest. What do you think, Kelly? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think definitely calling is a good plan, but we were talking about our website, neworleans.com. We actually have a section of the website for uh, vegan dining options, and it'll tell you, um, for example, uh, uh, you know, Bearcat Cafe. Um, It talks about having vegan options on their menu and it goes into quite a bit of detail for that and it's broken up by breakfast lunch and dinner with lots of different options for for vegans but i would um always maybe call ahead and just make sure they're going to have something that that will suit your preference we see on new orleans and company you can find just about anything (laughs) so you're saying that a, a restaurant is apt to try and uh, satisfy whatever needs that you uh, would like to be uh, met. 
absolutely, yes. I mean, we welcome visitors from all over the world. There are lots of different um, dietary preferences, and um, we want to be able to suit all of those. So I would say, yes, give the restaurant a call or look at their website, and I think that many of them, and, and you know, maybe if they don't, they'll, they'll um, you know, do something special for you and, and get you um, to be able to become a, a loyal customer of theirs. How far in advance should I call to make that to, to make that inquiry? You know, um, what do you think, Patty? I would say at least a day. Yeah, at least you know, a day. At least a day before you get there. I wouldn't wait till the day of, in case they have to yeah. purchase something special yeah, for and you. Yeah, you don't want to do too far in advance if they have to change their menu at the last minute. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for calling. We got to run. We're running out of time. Okay. I appreciate okay. your call. Take care. Happy holidays to you. Happy Thanksgiving. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, we're just about out of time. Kelly, thank you so much for spending your time with us. The website, again, is New Orleans with the ampersand and company.com. And you don't have to be a visitor to go there. You can go there and find out anything you need to know about your plans, your holiday plans, Thanksgiving plans, Christmas plans, and Whatever, whatever plans you got, and, you what, can find and also in. what's new in New Orleans. Yes, um, our website has that as well, and you can you can maybe plan ahead for 2022. Cool. So, thank you, Patty. Thank you. Appreciate it. And now it's for three o'clock. We're going to the USA Radio News. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. There are no plans for a curfew in Kenosha as the city braces for a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. The 18-year-old is accused of killing two riders and injuring a third during protests last year. The 12-member jury resumed deliberations today. This as Kenosha residents tell Fox News they hope the verdict doesn't spark more riots. People are worried that uh, we're going to have the same problem we had uh, burning the city down. I pray that people aren't going to come in from other states and do more damage. None of us had any clue that what happened last year was going to happen. And, you know, I think we need to be prepared. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is reporting the United States recorded its highest number of drug overdose deaths in a 12-month period period, eclipsing 100,000 for the first time. USA Radio News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. One of President Biden's nominees to lead a branch of the Treasury Department was arrested back in 1995. President Biden's nominee to lead the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, a branch of the Treasury Department, Sully Omarova, was arrested in 1995 for retail theft.
A Wisconsin Department of Justice criminal background check revealed Omarova, the president's nominee, was arrested by Madison, Wisconsin police officers on June 2, 1995, and charged with the misdemeanor count of retail theft. In 1996, the charge was dropped through the Wisconsin First Offender Program. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Moderna is seeking FDA approval of its COVID-19 vaccine booster for all adults. If authorized, it would allow for millions of adults age 18 and older to get the third shot. This comes after the CDC has already signed off on Moderna booster shots for those at-risk groups, such as the elderly. USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> the greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. The man who calls himself QAnon Shaman is being sentenced to more than three years in prison for trespassing at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Jacob Chansley was given 41 months behind bars on Wednesday. Chansley, one of the most visible people in the House chamber, bare-chested, his face painted as he carried a spear and wore a horned helmet. Regarding the January 6th committee that's looking into the attack on the U.S. Capitol, well, the next front's coming in tomorrow. With that, a spotty shower or two could be along and associated with it and ahead of it through the morning and afternoon hours tomorrow. But behind it, gusty winds and drying out and turning cooler. Clouds slight chance tonight and scattered showers tomorrow with clouds. 60s in the morning goes to high to the middle and upper 70s. Cooler late in the afternoon tomorrow and colder tomorrow night. 40s to near 50. Sunny, breezy Friday, 60s. Sunshine, nice-looking Saturday, 70. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Need business funding? Get up to $20. If you have an active business checking account, gross over $5,000 monthly. And if you own commercial real estate free and clear, borrow up to 70% LTV. With credit scores of 551 and up, monthly sales of 17K, three months business bank statements, loan amounts up to 500K. All at quickfundingleasing.com. Call today, 888-972-7436. 888-972-7436. To the food show. I'm Patty Burnaman, producer Patty Burnaman. I'm sitting in for the vacationing Marianne Fitzmaurice, who is on her way back from California, and I'm sure she's going to have a lot of dining reviews for us. I can't wait. I know one of the places she went to was Mr. Chow's in um, Los Angeles, which is a very famous, very gourmet Chinese restaurant. So uh, where all the celebrities go. So I can't wait to hear about her meal and if she saw any celebrities. Because, you know, that's my thing. I'm a groupie. I'll admit it. And she said how they whisk the celebrities in and put them in the back room. So um, 
I'm gonna I can't wait to hear about her experience there. And I'm sure she went to a bunch of other places while she's there, so I can't wait to hear about them. In the meantime, we have our famous Stan Meadows, our traveling foodie, is on the line with me. And we're gonna talk about food, but whatever what we're we gonna talk about, Stan, what you got for us this week? Oh, I've got a lot for you today. I've, oh, you know, I've been listening to your show every day this week. Uh, I usually don't have that opportunity, but where I'm at right now, it works out good with the internet signal. So I've heard most of what was said on it on the food show with a different guest, and I've got a little different take on some of it. Oh, good. I want to go over. Uh, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, I know that you talked a lot about turducken one day. Yeah. And I. I believe that most of what was said is correct, uh, except for where it came from. You know, there, there's always been the big issue between did Paul Prudhomme uh, popularize it or did the Abair brothers popularize it? You know, Cajun Ed, uh, which is Jim Richard, the boss at Trinasa's brother, mm-hmm. is in Tulsa, and he he uses the Abair brother's recipe he sells a lot of turduckens thousands of them a year he ships out and so he told me the story you know i stopped i don't know if you was on board with marianne when i when she interviewed cajun ed last summer uh but he told me where the turducken actually came from and i looked it up and i've got a reference uh the the turducken basically came from a, a dish a middle east dish uh, which is a stuffed camel. What? Uh, you ever heard of stuffed camel? No. Okay, well, you take a medium camel, which is about 1,000 to 1,100 pounds, <laughs> 10 or 11 feet long, and then you engastrate it with, uh, well, first you take about 60 hard-boiled eggs, and you stuff those 60 hard-boiled eggs in 20 whole chickens. And then you stuff those chickens inside a lamb. Then you stuff that lamb inside a goat. Then you stuff the goat inside a camel. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, it, it costs about $600, $650 to buy a medium-sized camel, by the way, right now. With inflation, I looked it up. Uh, and there's a lot of rice in the dish. A lot of pine nuts, uh, pistachios, almonds. The, the recipe calls for five pounds of black pepper. And then, of Good course, you get, yeah, you got your Middle East seasoning, the cumin, the turmeric, caraway seed, put some garlic and onion in there. And then you wrap it in palm leaves and broil it for 18 to 24 hours over a, a trench, over a charcoal trench in those palm leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I first heard about it was not Cajun Ed. It, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was always buying the, the rock and roll albums, and Pink <laughs> Floyd was my favorite. And if you look at their Adam Hart Mother album, which came out in 1970, they have a recipe for the stuffed camel. Uh, on the album, actually. <laughs> and that, in my mind, is where the turd, turd ducking was inspired from. Hmm. That makes sense. 
but a stuffed camel. I just get people eat camels. I didn't know that. Oh, camels are delicacy. That's a lot of people say that that we would not have cheese if it wasn't for a camel, because back in the day, back in the whatever seventeen hundreds, whatever, even before that, the guy was riding a camel across the desert and he was carrying milk for his food inside a camel's stomach. That's how they used to make containers. And it's a pretty bumpy ride on a camel. And, you know, riding eight hours across the desert, the, the milk turned into cheese and butter. Wow. That's the story goes. So I don't know about that. I the don't camels, know. <laughs> you know, once you get past the hump with a camel, it, it, it all is going to taste pretty good. The hump's kind of fatty from what I read about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the, that's the largest book of world's record. That's the largest menu item ever. Oh, I uh, can't believe it. <laughs> um, it's interesting to read about it. And if you can tie it into where the turducken came from, you know, I'm sure that everybody had their own contribution toward a turducken. Uh, I enjoyed the John Madden story the other day about it. And the gentleman you were talking to, that was very interesting. So, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, we were just talking about that last night, my husband and I, and and you know we didn't we had no idea. I mean we we've watched John Madden, you know everybody did during football, and saw the turkey with eight legs, but we didn't know it came from here. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even figure out how many uh, legs you would have with a stuffed camel. <laughs> you know, you, you got twenty chickens. That's forty legs. There, you would have a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And if I ever would have a big party and could find a medium-sized camel, I might make it. You never know. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know if anybody would eat it. I don't know, though. These people, you know, the people from down the bayou, they eat just about anything. But a stuffed camel, I thought you were kidding until you got really into it. And then I realized that you were serious. No, I'm very serious. No, I think people would eat it. It's a delicacy. Sheiks and princes and kings eat it the common people don't usually eat it mm-hmm. so that's amazing well I, I you know i don't i'm not much on duck so the turducken doesn't really appeal to me very much but it's pretty popular around here yeah cajun has said it makes his year as, as many as he sells Does, uh, and ship them out. that's what i was gonna say does he ship them out all over yep cajun had CajunEd.com out of Tulsa. Out of Tulsa? Yeah, he lives in Tulsa now. Uh, he chased a woman out there and <laughs> he stayed. The woman's not there anymore, I don't think, but he is. Uh, <laughs> but he's still there. He's from, uh, he's from Lafayette, Rain area. Mm-hmm. So he grew up around here. He makes the real deal on his Cajun food. He, he can be called Cajun Ed. Yeah. And it's a real deal. So. Well, Stan, we're going to take a break real quick, and we'll be back. It's a short break. It's only a one-minute break, and we'll be back. And we're going to talk about something else besides camels when you come back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. You're listening to WGSO 990 AM. I'm Patty Burnaman. I'm sitting in for Marianne Fitzmaurice, and I've got Stan Meadows on the phone, and I've got Tim McNally, who just walked in who's going to uh, get on the phone with, get on the air with us too. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving dishes. Tim, we're talking about stuffed camels. Mm-hmm. 
Ish. Yeah, like real camels. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Care Restaurant sorry, and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. And that was the melodious voice of Tom Fitzmaurice and uh, this is Patty Burnham. I'm sitting in for Marianne Fitzmaurice, who's going to be back tomorrow from her vacation. I have with me two of my favorite people. Stan Meadows is on the phone, and Tim McNally just walked in. And we're talking Thanksgiving, Stan. So if you're not eating camel for Thanksgiving, what's the next best thing? Well, I, you know, I'd heard that. And hi, Tim. Hey, oh, Stan. How are you? Good to hear you. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, you know, the, the other thing I heard on the show that was talking about Thanksgiving dishes was you had a uh, debate over sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie. Yeah, where do you stand on that? Well, where I stand on it is, of, of course, is sweet potato pie. And my, my reference for that, if you, if you don't know who Washboard Jackson is, he's, he was a, uh, uh, back in World's Fair days, he had a jug band in the quarter and played during that time. And he was a washboard player from New Orleans, moved to the beach. And he always wrote songs on holidays to celebrate them. And he wrote a song called Sweet Potato Pie. And if you if you go and listen to it on the YouTube, uh, you'll understand him explain why a sweet potato pie is better than a pumpkin pie. And I have to stand with, with him on that. Uh, the other example of a song he wrote about a holiday on Mother's Day he wrote, I ain't man enough to be no woman, which was also a hit song. <laughs> That's uh, going to require a little psychiatric discussion, Stan. <laughs> well, that, that's the way it is, but I'm looking very forward to Thanksgiving. I was going to cook Thanksgiving, and then I, I had heard you mention that Trinas had five side dishes, and actually they've got nine side dishes. Nine? Oh, I can't so wait. I got out their menu and started looking at it. Uh, and I think I'm going to have to go there. Uh, you know, the broccoli and Brussels spout slaw that's got bourbon-soaked raisins and bacon in it, I, I think I have to have some of that, and I'm not going to make that. Uh, <laughs> Does so anybody do mincemeat anymore? Is that is that a part of – I don't even know what mincemeat is. I know I there's raisins it. and nuts in it, but my mother used to do mincemeat pie. Now, she was from Chicago, so that doesn't – give it a lot of uh, authority or credibility. But uh, do you, you know mincemeat, huh, Stan? Oh, I know mincemeat. My father, he had two uh, 
favorite pies, and one was rhubarb pie, uh, and one was mincemeat pie. That's uh, what is mincemeat? Mincemeat, it's a mince pie. They call it uh, mincemeat pie. It's got dried fruit and spices in it. It's a kind of a sweet pie. It comes back from England, around England. It was uh, also, if you've heard of uh, mutton pie, or uh, Christmas pie, I think it was called that. It has a mixture of different minced meat, fruit, spices, cinnamon. You know, I, I think probably that might have been the dessert for the for the wedding where they had the whole stuffed camel. <laughs> uh, I think you're I right. Never had, I, I never got a taste for it. Uh, Stuffed camel or mincemeat? Uh, mincemeat. Okay. There's no real meat in mincemeat, is there? Oh, yeah. It's got suet and it's got animal fats. Oh. Uh, usually it's made without meat, though. You're correct. But in, in back in the old days in the United Kingdom, they put meat in it. I think that any that you would get in a restaurant right now would probably have lard, and that would be the, the extent of the animal product in it. I am a big fan of fruit pie, and I love pumpkin, I love cherry, and I love apple. So where do you stand on the great pumpkin or sweet potato pie I, debate? I, I'm sort of in that grouping, pumpkin's my least favorite. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not a pumpkin fan. And all this stuff at Starbucks with pumpkin drinks, and yeah. I, I'm not there. How about you, Stan? Oh, it's got to be the sweet potato pie. I love it. Yeah. Are you into and pumpkin I, anything? Uh, you know, like all this yeah. pumpkin spice stuff. I don't do the pumpkin spice stuff. I drink my coffee black like they taught me to in the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> but in truth, when they name something pumpkin, huh, Stan, it's not really. There's no pumpkin in it. Exactly. Exactly. I, uh, at the store the other day, I seen pumpkin spice air freshener, and I thought that was when you cooked a pumpkin pie. <laughs> that makes apparently, sense. Apparently, it's not. <laughs> Stan, where are you located now? Are you traveling? Uh, I, you know, I got off the road for about a month, and I'm staying around this area uh, just to get through the holidays. So right now, I'm uh, in between. Slidell and Covington. Uh, I guess I got back in this area a month ago. I'd been up in Wisconsin where the cranberry harvest might have been even two months ago uh, and traveled a total of 28 states so far. I'm going to hit the road probably again this spring, head up north, or if I go earlier, head back down to Florida. Mm -hmm. Are you going to the Panhandle? Is that where you go in Florida? Well, I, I'll go through the Panhandle. We were there for a while. I like I like I, a lot of my friends live in Santa Rosa Beach. I really love Apalachicola, uh, St. George Island, that area. But I probably head down toward the Keys and get five miles from the Keys and turn around and come back because it's crazy there. Yeah. Stan, when uh, we when you go through Apalachicola, when are we going to start seeing oysters from that area again? I was told it would be toward the end of next year. Now, it's going to be I, – actually, I studied that uh, this summer whenever I was out there talking to some people. Uh, it's going to be 2025. Uh, wow. 
the the New Year's Eve on the thirty first uh, on the the twenty four at midnight. The band, their oysters are banned coming out of that bay right now. Uh, they they have to let them grow back. They got destroyed by when the oil spill came to town. They quit harvesting them, and the Great Water Wars uh, from Atlanta on down with the corporate farm. They're just not getting enough fresh water in the bay to sustain the oysters, so they have to let them grow back. It it really shut that town down. Uh, now the only thing that Appalachian Coal is known for is uh, they invented the ice machine there. <laughs> well, that's something. But yeah, it's well, that's a big deal. But that came from oysters also. Uh, but they did, you know, they did do start farming oysters in Apalachicola, oysters, mussels, and clams. Uh, and they've moved some of the oyster spat uh, from Apalachicola to Delaware, I believe. And those oysters are coming out tasting just really close to Apalachicola oysters, which I consider the best in the world. I think Apalachicola is wonderful, although I do like Murder Point out of Alabama. Murder points are great oysters. It just that's a, a premium oyster, and you're going to pay a couple more dollars, you know, for a shell of it. But it's worth it, definitely. Well, I, I just hate that our oysters are not happening. We're getting our stuff out of Texas now, aren't we? Yeah, that's not happening in Louisiana. There's still a few coming out of Alabama if you want to pay the price. Uh, but they're all coming out of Galveston Bay, and they are not as salty as they're supposed to be, and they're too big. Uh, An oyster can't be too big, and it really can't be too small. Uh, What I found the oysters we're seeing right now, Stan, they're good for uh, grilling, I think. I think they're good for slathering with garlic and cheese and that sort of thing. On the half shell, they're not very good. Right, exactly, and that's the salinity is not there with it. Uh, I'm actually having dinner with Jim Richard at Kenny uh, Seafood up here in Slidell at about 5 o'clock. I'll ask him what he's thinking about oysters. He sells a bunch of them. So That'd be great. Yeah, yeah we had them at his place about two months ago at Stinky's, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they were okay, but uh, not really satisfying. Yeah, exactly. You can tell the difference in It'll be a big deal when Apalachicola comes back. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they handle it because I'm sure that the a lot of the corporate, big corporate operators are going to be moving in and setting up there. I know when we drove between Apalachicola and uh, Carabelle, where all the orchard houses were, they're boarded up. It was. It certainly impacts some people's lives. This happening. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Then, then you've got the mess in South Lafourche and Terrebonne Parish, and those poor people not only lost their homes and everything else, they lost their boats. Yeah. You know, yeah, I noticed I was, um, the other day. I was Saturday. I was in Dornex, and they had P and J oysters in the little containers. Are they getting them from Texas? I would imagine they're getting them from where everybody else is getting them. They've mm-hmm. just done a really, really good job branding them and the quality control of what they put their name on. I'm, I'm familiar with that company, and they've branded themselves very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
they they do get the select oysters, I'm sure. Uh, they, they pay a little bit more for them, but they're still coming the same place everybody else is coming yeah. from. Well, and you know, oyster dressing is a big Thanksgiving staple here in New Orleans. And it is so I, good. I, you know, I remember as a kid, my, my dad and my family buying a sack of oysters the week before Thanksgiving and sitting around and, you know, shucking the oysters for the oyster dressing. So it's going to be, might not be as easy to find this year, huh? Probably not. And I think, but I think in an oyster dressing, you wouldn't really taste the difference if it was a, a Texas oyster or even an Apalachicola oyster because it's got so many other things going on, you know, with the palate. In, in a dressing like that, with all the different herbs and spices, and the and the breadcrumbs, all that, that all yeah. kind of masks what is underneath. You're right about that, I think, Stan. Yep. So you're you're are you doing turkey? Are you here for Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be at uh, I'm gonna go to Ternas for uh, for thanks uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. They're they're doing like I said nine different sides, amazing sides that it look like, but the turkey they're doing a uh, buttermilk brine turkey, and with the dark meat they're going to confit it, uh, which that should be pretty interesting to see how they do that. And they'll of course do gravy. Uh, they're going to do uh, andouille apple root vegetable dressing. Uh, a Satsuma cranberry relish, which I'm sure it'll be great. As, uh, that's why I spent a lot of a month in Wisconsin during their cranberry harvest, watching how they did that. It's amazing. They they produce 60 percent of all the cranberries in that part of Wisconsin for the for the United or for the world. Actually, uh, they're doing a Barks root beer sweet potato. I can't wait for that. Good. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Roasted cauliflower gratin, which for it to be anything at all, they better do something pretty, pretty interesting to it. Because <laughs> uh, every every one of those I've ever eaten anywhere have tasted the same. <laughs> so we'll see what Chef E Man has up his sleeve. Did you go uh, out when you were in uh, up north? Did, did you go? Did they have bogs out there? Did you go out to the bogs, the cranberry bogs? Oh yeah, that, I went on a tour. Of, of the bog. Did you one get in and slosh of, around? Now they that that's a misnomer that they always have water in them. You, you walk in the sand, and then right when they're ready to harvest it, they flood the bog, and then they run a tractor through it and shake the cranberries loose, and then the cranberries float up top, and then they gather them with a boom, kind of like they contain oil, uh, and then they drain the bog deck back down. So it, it relatively, it, it only has water in it a couple couple weeks out of the year. Well, that's the uh, only time we see pictures of it is when it has water in yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, Stan, can, can you hold on for a few minutes? We're coming up to the bottom of the hour sure. news. But um, we want to hear more about what's going on. And we got a couple of callers who've got some comments about the things that we're talking about. So, we're going to break. You're listening to WGSO 990 AM. I'm Patty Burnham and in for the vacationing Marianne Fitzmaurice, who's going to be back tomorrow, thank goodness. And I've got my good friend Stan Meadows on the phone, and my good friend Tim McNally is here to help me out to get me through this last hour of this last week of uh, co-hosting here.
So we'll be right back after the bottom of the hour news. It's 3.30. Louisiana Radio Network News. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The first offshore oil and gas lease sales of 2021 happened today in New Orleans after President Biden placed a moratorium on offshore development shortly after he took office. However, a 13-state lawsuit led by State Attorney General Jeff Landry resulted in a nationwide injunction against the president's order. Mr. Landry. The president was violating the statutes and his obligation to the Constitution and would be required to instruct the Department of Interior to conduct lease sales. Landry calls today's sales a win for Americans who crave affordable and dependable energy. Calcasieu Parish deputies arrest a 16-year-old girl for the shooting death of an 18-year-old male last weekend. Officers say it happened Saturday night and the victim died today in a local hospital. The young woman is in juvenile detention. A New Orleans postal worker has been indicted for throwing away mail. 33-year-old Darius Potan was charged last week with tossing out over 1,300 pieces of mail back in April. Patan is the second New Orleans postal worker charged with this crime in the past year. This is news on LRN. It's Healthy Louisiana open enrollment time. That means choosing the right care for you and your family. At AmeriHealth Caritas Louisiana, we can help you reach your health goals with extras like adult dental and vision benefits, help getting your GED, a weight loss program with gym memberships, and more. To choose AmeriHealth Caritas Louisiana, call 1-855-229-6848 or visit AmeriHealthCaritasLA.com to learn more. A slow-smoked fork-tender brisket, a mouth-watering tenderloin, a juicy prime rib roast. There are plenty of reasons to serve beef this Thanksgiving. Beef is packed with protein, and with 29 cuts of lean beef to choose from, there's always something succulent to serve to your family. So this Thanksgiving, and all during the holiday season, be the hero of your family's gatherings by serving what everybody wants, the delicious taste of beef. So remember, beef, it's what's for dinner. Brought to you by the Louisiana Cattle Producers through the Louisiana Beef Industry Council and the Beef Checkoff. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style. You, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're gonna celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? And we're back to you listening to WGSO. I'm Patty Burnham sitting in for Marianne Fitzmaurice, who will be back tomorrow. She's been spending a week in Los Angeles, California, visiting her grandchildren. I have on the line with me our traveling foodie, Stan Meadows. And in the studio, I have my friend Tim McNally. And on the line, we're going to take a couple of calls real quick. Stan, we've got uh, Greg who wants to talk to us about desserts. Greg, before we get into desserts, i got to ask you the great debate. Is it sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? So I'm going to go pumpkin, but not to be a contrarian, because mm. I'm going to bring something up that's going to maybe baffle you guys. I prefer a cobbler over a pie, like a good peach cobbler. Hmm. Oh, you've hit on it. I think I love cobbler. That's a great choice. 
I think it's sort of, thank you. Yeah, I think it's kind of underrated. I, I mean, I know people like both, but, I mean, Thanksgiving, we always think of pies, and our family is kind of blueberry, uh, peach, and just a good cobbler. I don't know. Cobbler is kind of a destructured pie, isn't it? That's kind of where it goes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What and, do you think, Stan? Uh, Have you ran in any cobbler on your travels? Yeah, you know, up in Montana, I did a, did a lot of cooking during COVID because I was out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and there wasn't any restaurants nearby. And so I got to making cobblers in cast iron Dutch ovens and loved that. Uh, made a peach and a, a choke cherry cobbler that I was tried to enter actually in the Wyoming State Fair, but they threw me out because I wasn't a lady from Wyoming, I think was the reason. <laughs> And it would have embarrassed them if I would have won. Uh, the cobblers are. You great. could not have played that great. part on your best day, Stan. You could not have. <laughs> you, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but hey, the, uh, one Patty, thing that cobblers in, in, in restaurants, cop, they try to fancy cobblers up, and they got to where they put them in a mason jar. And you have to eat a cobbler yeah. out of a mason jar, which to me, it's awkward. Because uh, yeah. the ice cream falls off the top of it, and they really don't need to to church it up, if you will. They just need to serve it in a dish with ice cream on it. So what hey you guys, got, Greg? Real quick, Pat, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, just I know you have another caller. Real quick, That's Stan, okay. I know you traveled. Uh, one of my favorite cities is Charleston, South Carolina, and I think I had some of the best oysters, uh, Mount Pleasant, Charleston area. Are you familiar with where South Carolina would get their oysters from? I didn't ask, but they were very good. Well, there's wonderful uh, in North Carolina, South Carolina oysters off the, off the side. I didn't, I haven't got to South Carolina on this trip. Uh, Charleston is one of my favorite cities. I do want to go there for St. Patrick's Day and watch them turn the river blue or green. Yeah. Not blue. Yeah. So, isn't that Stan and, and Chad? Aren't the oysters that you get though up the Atlantic seaboard the same genus as our oysters? I I really don't know that. I I do know that they transplanted some of the oyster fat, which is how you grow oysters uh, up in Delaware from Apalachicola, and they do taste a lot like Apalachicola oysters. Hmm. But I'm not sure of the different ones that they have, if they've imported different spat along those coasts. I really don't understand that much. I understand Gulf Coast oysters. Well, I, I was told I was told one time by an oyster fisherman that when you travel up uh, along the eastern seaboard, those are literally the same as our oysters, and the only difference in flavor or salinity uh, is the water temperature and the nutrients that the oyster takes in. Okay. That's what I was told. I'm going to repeat that as if it were true uh, <laughs> until somebody says you're a big, fat liar. So, Greg, they were pretty good, the oysters you had in Charleston? Absolutely. I'm obviously, like you guys, of course, I'm biased to the Gulf Coast. Like Stan mentioned, of course, Apalachicola. But yeah, I was, honestly, yes, I really was. And this was a few years ago. And uh, they do what's called a low country boil over there in South Carolina uh, with the sausage and the corn and the shrimp, and um, which I, I still prefer a good old Louisiana crawfish boil. But. Um, yeah, they're they're not they're, they do some good stuff over there. So I was yes, I was impressed. It is good food, and I would give you that. But they're a little shy with spice. They are. No, you're right, and they're big on Old Bay. 
a lot of old base spice over mm-hmm. there. Well, Greg, thanks so much for the call. I certainly I, appreciate I it. listening. Sure. Thank, Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks, Greg. Okay, now we have Steve who wants to fuss at us for depressing him about the oysters. Hello, hey, Steve. You've had great guests on this week, except these two clowns that got me <laughs> depressed with the oyster stories. I had to bust open my bottle of Sazerac rye and I'd probably be drunk before my wife gets home. We respect you for that, too, Steve. <laughs> we recommend it highly. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, okay, so wait. Before we go any further, I'm taking a poll. See if... Uh, Pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? Yes. <laughs> no, you got you got to pick one. I really have to. You have to. Right now, it's a tie. It's a dead heat. Ooh, ooh, man! Pressure's got, on. Pressure's on. All right, all right. Well, all right. I'm gonna go. Um. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. Sweet potato pumpkin. I mean, I mean, um, uh, <laughs> sweet potato. All right. I love pumpkin pie, though. I was going to tell you, the only pie I don't like, y'all just mentioned a few minutes ago, mincemeat. Yeah, I don't like mincemeat either. my mom made it for my stepfather, and it did have meat in it. Really? Yes, yes. And, I mean, it wasn't... I I haven't had... You're probably right. I don't... My mother did not, that I'm aware of, put meat in the the pie, and I haven't had it since I left home which I don't want to right. tell you how long ago that was. Um, but it was sweet, and it did seem to be yeah. a good Thanksgiving dessert. We only had it once a year. It wasn't absolutely terrible, but I would, if I was full from Thanksgiving dinner, I'd probably turn down dessert, and I won't do it if you got pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie <laughs> or pecan pie or, you Oh, know, yeah, uh, pecan. Man, that's a great choice. Uh, yeah. uh, let me tell you, I'm going to Trinas for Thanksgiving dinner, and I was listening to Stan talk about the menu a couple of weeks ago, and when he got to the dessert, and what is it, Stan, chocolate pumpkin, chocolate pecan pie at Trinas? Chocolate top pecan pie, and no one, that, no that, one Trinas, they're probably using Steam's cane syrup instead of sugar, so it's not gritty. It's yeah, I'm not crazy about... I'm not crazy about putting chocolate on. Oh, that's what put me over the edge. That's what made me call for the reservation. (laughs) I'm a big fan of coconut macaroons, and everybody's dipping them in chocolate now. And it's like, I like chocolate, but, you know, pecan pie, I don't want chocolate to be hit. I love, what is it, um, uh, Sal and Judy's has the Kentucky Kentucky bourbon bourbon, bourbon, bourbon pecan pie. That is a spectacular pecan pie. Stan, I, did you uh, make it to Sal and Judy's? You were heading out there one day last week, weren't you? I, I was going to. I had it uh, down between Gallagher's, uh, Aaron Slidell, and Sal and Judy's. And because of your guests, I think it was Bob was on, I went to Gallagher's and ate. Mm-hmm. And I plan to go to Sal and Judy's sometimes later on this week. I'm, I'm only about five or six miles from there. Mm-hmm. And I you must be real close. You must be real close to where I am right now, Stan. I'm right off of Old Spanish Port. Yeah, I'm, I am real close to New York in, a, yeah. in an undisclosed location. Well, me too. <laughs> me too, and I'm in, I'm in an undisclosed tin can. <laughs> so how, how did we freak you out about oysters, Steve? 
that they're gone. I mean, that we're going to have so much trouble getting them for such a long time and that they're, you know, I mean, I, the oysters are one of my favorite things in the whole wide world to eat. Number one, soft, I mean, uh, uh, on the half shell. Number two is everything else. <laughs> Well, and I, you know, I think you're going to have to wait to get Apalachicola oysters for several years, but I think that you're going to find the oysters in Area 1 in Louisiana are going to come back, and they're going to be wonderful, uh, salty, cold oysters, and you may have to go a few months, uh, and maybe there's a reason. Maybe you need to spend more time appreciating oysters, and that's why you can't (laughs) have them for a while, and then you'll love them more. Man, Patty, if he was there with you, I'd tell you to slap him. But. I was going to say, Steve, he sounds a lot like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, Patty, you've done a great job this uh, week. thank you. Ex- except for these two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're kidding. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And the only reason why I did a good job is because I called in all of my friends. You know, I, I tell all my friends, don't ever volunteer to do anything for me because I'm the person that will call you on it. So this past yeah. week, I have called all of my friends and said, please, please, I need help. And everybody came through for me. And thank you, Steve. You, you you're did, one of them. You did some serious begging. Before I did. I did. I, I did. <laughs> thank you. <Later. laughs> Bye-bye. So, Stan, so we've we're, we're, we're got the oyster thing handled. So we're still uh, we're going to get good oysters. They're just not going to be from Apalachicola, right? Right, exactly. It's just it, it's. It's all a cycle, I'm sure. The, the cycle is smarter than me, and the oysters will be ready whenever they're ready. Uh, but we're, the industry is still strong. Uh, it just they have to, and they're trying to make it stronger by shutting down Apalachicola for a while to build it back yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, you're going to be able to get the, the murder point oysters. Like I said, there's a lot of farm-raised oysters that are coming out that are wonderful. Uh, and they're in the same water as everything, you know, they're organic with it. Uh, and then the Louisiana oysters will come, they'll come back definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's no, so look, is there truth to oysters are only in season in months with R's in it? Well, I'm not so much it's a season or if it's safe to, to eat it that way. I think with the, that used to be how it was, but with the advent of refrigeration, uh, the wildlife and fisheries people being smart enough to go, okay, it's too hot, so you can only go out and oyster from 6 in the morning till 10 in the morning, and you have to be back off the dock before it gets hot. Uh, I think that that's kind of gone away. You know, I, I know that they started pasteurizing some oysters, which I wouldn't really want anything to do with that, I don't think, uh, to make them longer. Uh, but I I think you have to trust where you're getting them. I, you know, I've, I've been in the restaurant business long enough to know I'm, I'm not going to serve an oyster that I wouldn't eat. And I believe that, well, I know that most restaurateurs feel that way also. So you have to trust where you go to a certain extent. And use your common sense with it. Yeah, that was, and you, you've touched on it there, Stan. That was the key to having oysters year-round was putting refrigeration on the oyster fishermen's boats 
and also having a lot of ice at the docks when the oysters came back in. So, uh, yes, uh, it used to be that way, but I think that's pretty well changed. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we've been in Apalachicola a couple of times. One Thanksgiving, we did an oyster weekend in Apalachicola. I don't eat raw oysters, but my husband does, and a lot of my family members do. And their feeling was that the Apalachicola oysters were not as salty as ours. Is that something? Was that just maybe that particular weekend, or is that the way they are? When, how long ago was that? Oh, it was several years ago, and it was Thanksgiving weekend. We went up there. Yeah, it and it could have been a lot of different. There's just so many different factors that affect the salinity in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they were perfect, and the oysters you've been eating was too salty, uh, or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, it all has to do with the water mixture and the, the water that they're in. So. It has a real science to it. Well, we got to take one more break. Stan, can you stay with me or you got to go? I can stay. All right. Hang on. We're going to take one short break. It's a real short break. Only one little spot. And we'll be back. You're listening to WGSO. If you got any questions for Stan or me or Tim McNally, give me a call. 504-556-9696. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? And that's the melodious sounds of Tom Fitzmaurice. And uh, we're back in the last segment of the food show. And I would like to bring up something, Stan. It's kind of food related lately, but Bloody Marys. Lately, I've seen Bloody Marys that have like a meal in them. What do you think about that? Well, I think it depends on what it has in it. Uh, <laughs> Trinath has a wonderful Bloody Mary. Uh, it's got pickled okra, uh, pickled green beans, which are all pickled in-house. Mm-hmm. Of course, it has a celery stalk, which I don't do a celery stalk because I end up poking my eye uh, <laughs> when I'm drinking it. And then they put a, uh, and I guess the gimmick on it is they put a shrimp, a, a poached shrimp over the side of it yeah um you go to a lot of places they do bacon infused vodka uh and if they infuse it correctly and if they bake the bacon and make sure there's no grease on yeah i I, i've seen these bloody marys that have like a soft shell crab on it and tim you were telling me that there's some place that puts like a chicken breast or something Not on top breast, of it? Not a breast, a chicken. A whole chicken? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like something that came out of uh, Costco or something, you know. Yeah. They just uh, <laughs> set that chicken over the... Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, give me a good cocktail... And Mm -hmm. let's not complicate it unnecessarily. And cocktails, in my opinion, never have lent themselves to real food. Right. It's a drink. 
Yeah. So let's keep it as a I drink. I like the bean or the yeah, okra. And yeah. the shrimp on the side of the glass, I think oh, that's kind of cool. And, and Trinas doing their own beans and their own okra and that type mm-hmm. of thing, it's 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 a wonderful addition because pickling really works in a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned you like, and we can give a plug here, Zing Zang. Yes, I do. I like Zing I think, Zang. I think the Zing Zang is one of the best mixes on the market, and mm-hmm. you can trust it, and it does a good job, and it's got a little meat to it. It's got a little structure to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty I, I'm 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 with it, but I I'm not a big fan of a Bloody Mary as as a meal. Yeah, me either. Stan, are you still there? I think I thought I lost yeah, you. I'm, okay, I'm here. And my Bloody Mary, I want vodka, I want zing zang, and I want some black pepper, preferably freshly ground, and that's all that I want in it. Mm-hmm. Olives. Uh, I like a couple of olives in mine. So you keep adding to it, Patty. Just olives. I like <laughs> olives. I do, too. But I do love the idea of the shrimp on the side of the glass. I think that is really cool because, you know, you eat it, you put it down, and then you drink the Bloody Mary. Yep. Yep. It's cool if, you you know, you come to New Orleans and you have a Bloody Mary and have a brunch and then go home and tell your wife or your dog or whatever you got (laughs) at home about this Bloody Mary with the shrimp on it. Mm -hmm. Then it really adds to your Bloody Mary cocktail experience. Probably not. Yeah, but I don't know. There's this restaurant in in New Orleans that does the Bloody Mary with a soft shell crab, but it's twenty eight dollars. Now, how many of those are you you going to drink? Uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like a trick question. So yeah, I was go really. With that type of thing. <laughs> you know. But I don't know. I, you know, you you know, I'm I'm kind of uh, a simpleton, and uh, I like cocktails. I like traditional well-made balanced cocktails mm-hmm. and i don't and you can't add bacon or you can't add a chicken or anything or a crab into a into a bloody yeah. mary and keep it balanced as a bloody mary mm-hmm. you can't do that uh, you know i never used to like bloody marys until i tried one out of all places superdome yeah and this was several years ago and our our saints day experience started with a bloody mary at the game and then they changed the Zing Zang. They changed from Zing Zang to Pat O'Brien's uh, Bloody Mary mix. And I just didn't like it as much. Yeah, and like you said, Stan, uh, the Zing Zang has just about everything in it that you want. Yeah, it's a wonderful product. It's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, they what I like about Zing Zang is they have the little 8-ounce cans also. And so you don't have to crack open a bottle and it sits in your refrigerator and gets crusty over a couple months. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, if you just have one or two Bloody Marys on Sunday. So that's one thing I like about it. It's a good product. Mm-hmm. Ours, ours never lasts that long, Stan. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like, all right, we open it up, then have it the day after that, and the day after then you then it's done. <laughs> I've I've been working on that, trying to get, Trying to get more like you, Tim, when it comes to that. But I just can't, can't get there yet. Oh, you you do it. I don't want to hear that story, Stan. I don't want. Well, to. now that but, you're not I driving, do, I do know that you love cocktails. <laughs> well made cocktails because I've I've had some that that have been made for you. So. Yeah, uh, we uh, we always got a good cocktail at Stinky's, and we always got a good cocktail at Trinas. Always. Stan, where's the nearest stinkies to New Orleans? The uh, Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. 
right right across the street from the Gulf of Mexico on Highway 38. Okay. My husband and uh, I were talking about this the other day, and we said, you know, this is going to have to be a day trip for us, where we leave early, go to Stinky's, and come back oh, home. Oh, that's, that's too much. You, you want to make... Yeah, it needs to be a weekend trip. Yeah, it needs is to be it? a weekend, yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. it about? It's a long drive? It's four and a half. Oh, okay. Four and a half. But, but once you get to Stinky's, there's also a, a couple very good places close to there that you're going to have to visit uh, just for the experience. So you wouldn't want to go just for Stinky's. You know, you'd, you'd have to go see the world-famous Red Bar and listen to have a Bloody Mary there. They have great Bloody Marys there. Mm. And go to AJ's and listen to some music on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So you, you're going to need a weekend. Weekend? A weekend. Yeah, it's Is good, uh, Stinky's pet-friendly? You have outside dining? Stinky's is very pet-friendly. Uh, it's RV-friendly because that's where I park when mm-hmm. I go there. Uh, it's got a bait shack right next door to it. It's got a bar in it. Uh, it's got a, a big dock that goes over a lake, so you can go out there and throw food at turtles as long <laughs> as you buy the turtle food for a dollar and don't throw our crackers that you grab off the table out there. <laughs> I never thought about that, Stan. That's good. Oh, I know. Now the cracker cost is going to go up. <laughs> there go the crackers heading for the turtles. Okay, we got somebody on the phone. We only got a few minutes left, but we got somebody on the phone who wants to weigh in on mincemeat pie. Right. This is this is Roy. Now, I grew up in New Orleans, and every Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had a mincemeat pie. It was very common back then. Did it have meat in it? I, you know, I don't. I don't think they put meat in it anymore. Mm-hmm. But you can't find it in the grocery stores anymore. Thirty years ago, when we left New Orleans and moved to Slidell, you could get a mincemeat pie in the grocery store this time of year. Really? And we never see it anymore. Now, my wife grew up in Bush, Louisiana, like 40 miles from New Orleans. She never heard of mincemeat pie until we got married. Yeah, and I didn't know that it was common here, Roy. I, I, uh, I've been here uh, more than 20 minutes, and uh, I, I've never seen a mincemeat pie in New Orleans. You don't see it that much anymore. My mother would eat it as a side dish at, with her Thanksgiving meal. And my wife saw that and tried it, and she still eats it as a side dish with her food on Thanksgiving Day. No kidding. She eats it kind of like, what, the sweet potatoes and all? It's Yeah, it's sweet potatoes, dressing, turkey, gravy, all that, cranberry. She eats it with that. It, it, goes, it goes very well with it. Well, your mother was very forward-thinking. She allowed dessert to come into the main course. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, I actually think it would be better as a side dish because of the sweet and savory part of it as opposed to a dessert. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It makes it me want to try it. It kind of blends with it, yeah. Now, now, nowadays, my wife will find it in a jar in the grocery store, and she gets the mini phyllo shells, and so she makes many mince meat pies with that. Who who makes it? Do you know, Roy? Who makes it? Uh, uh, Nonsuch. Nonsuch. I'll be turned. Hmm. Now, now she, a couple of years ago, she was looking for it in the grocery store, and she asked somebody for help, and they started leading her to the meat department. <laughs> Cold cuts. <laughs> she had to explain to them. They didn't, they didn't know what it was. It was like a teenager. And the cashier, who was also like a teenager, never heard of it before, didn't had no idea what it was. And I, when I grew up, I grew up in, in Texas, and my parents were from 
the north, the Chicago and, and the Michigan area, and they always had minced meat. But when we moved to Texas, uh, they're the only ones I knew that ever made it, and I never saw it down here. Oh, gee. Um, well, thanks, Roy. Thanks for the call. You, got, uh, you, get, you gave Stan an idea now. He's thinking about using it as a side dish. <laughs> Maybe Actually, what I'm thinking that. about doing is making a, like a U-Big hand pie. Mm-hmm. making mincemeat out of that and seeing how that turns out. I think that would be great, Stan. Let's, let's, let's suggest to you, Big, that they do that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, let's don't tell anybody, though. No. You never know, Roy. It might show up on the menu at Trenas. <laughs> Maybe. Right, so long. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Well, we're just about out of time, believe it or not. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank... Let me get rid of this. Thank the oh, phone company. Thank the phone company for getting rid of this. There we go. Thank, thanks, you, Stan. Thank you so much. You've been such a big safety net for me. I really appreciate it these last few days. And Tim McNally, uh, I, I just I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and uh, how much fun I've had talking to you and and learning about all these fun things. And you're right, Stinkies is going to have to be a weekend trip. I think. And uh, Tim McNally, thank you for sitting in with me. And thank we're going to continue this uh, next hour. On I'm going to stay for another hour because I just enjoy this so darn much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And you're listening to WGSO at the Food Show. Check out Marianne's website, nomenu.com. That's nomenu.com. Got a lot of recipes on it. I think there are over 400. And they all come out. If you follow the recipe, they come out. And she'll be back tomorrow. We have a bunch of really great guests signed up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Stan's going to be calling back. And I'm going to see Stan Thanksgiving because I'm going to be at Trenas. And then we have the Butterball Turkey people. We have Jiffy Cornbread people calling us. And we have, we're open invitation to any restaurant who's open for Thanksgiving. Give us a call and tell us what your Thanksgiving menu is. And Stan, thanks again. I so much appreciate it. Have fun. Give the pups a pet for me. And uh, we'll be back in about uh, thir- about three minutes. We're time for the USA Radio News. It's 4 o'clock. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The trial in the death of Ahmed Aubrey continues on Wednesday. Travis McMichael, who fatally shot Aubrey, testified in court in Brunswick, Georgia. He comes out and he pulls up his shirt and goes to reach in his pocket or waistband area, going for his pocket. Um, I thought it was pocket at first, but it was, after, later on it didn't make sense. Because if you're going to reach for your pocket, you would go for the, the pocket that's on whichever side you're on. In February last year, Travis, his father Gregory, and their neighbor William Roddy Bryan proceeded to chase Aubrey while Bryan recorded what happened on his phone. President Biden is in Detroit promoting his infrastructure bill he signed this week. His trip includes a visit to a GM electric vehicle plant in the Motor City. The bill includes a big investment in electric vehicle charging stations. USA Radio News. From city streets to back roads. From road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on. Like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard. America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. 
Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure to use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen. 